Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great to have your company. Uh, this is Drive with Peter Vlahos. Of course, tomorrow night, Kim Hagdorn joins us in the studio as we look at the AFL team selections. And it'll be interesting to see both West Coast and Fremantle, particularly West Coast, uh, how many players actually will travel to Geelong from what is a fait accompli, the Cats will win, but maybe a case of the Cats also resting a few players as well, knowing that they've already secured the minor premiership and that they are top of the AFL after the home and away round. A man that's very well respected. We certainly like having a chat to him spasmodically here on the program because he's right across everything that's happening at the Eagles and Dockers is Braden Quartermain from the West, and he joins us on the program now. Braden, thanks for your time. G'day, Pete. Good to join you on this very gloomy day. I'm saying you're staying dry. Yeah, yeah, in the office today. So oh, very uh, good. To keep out of it so far, mate. What do you think? Uh, let's go to West Coast first. Um, what sort of side or what sort of team are they likely to sec- select in your eyes uh, tomorrow night? Considering you know Andrew Gaffey's store, you think Nick Natanui won't travel. It's going to be an interesting little selection uh, situation for West Coast uh, at the table tomorrow night. Yeah, it's going to be, well, the the, uh, the reality is it's going to be, a, you know, a very much an understrength uh, side and uh, a big trouble of the sort yeah. uh, in Geelong. Yeah, I mean, Jack Waterman's out as well now and, and obviously with no Kennedy, uh, it leaves them pretty, um, you know, pretty thin for marking targets as well. There's not, not really a lot to play alongside Jack Darling. That's probably the major issue at the moment. They're okay as the defenders. So I, I guess uh, Bailey Williams could play as a... You know, as a forward, I suppose, um, alongside Jack Darling. But yeah, it's getting uh, pretty thin now. And I'm not sure how the waffle team's going to go. There's not, <laughs> not sure there's many players left over for uh, for them with still a few weeks to go as well. So yeah, I mean, it's I guess there's not a lot to be uh, to be gained. So I'm not sure what you do with these sore blokes. I'm I, I'm not, I don't know that Natanui's been completely ruled out. They they might see some benefit in it. And of course, there is a couple of uh, guys coming back from suspension. Uh, you know, for the final game, Tim Kelly and um, and Jai Cully as well. So there's, uh, there's a bit, you know, for the midfield. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and I think, uh, I reckon the players are thinking to themselves, last game of the season, we know it's going to be difficult. We're unlikely to challenge Geelong. We've got to fly to Melbourne, then coach it down to Geelong, and then coach back to Tullamarine and head back home. It's not going to be a very enjoyable weekend for whoever takes that long trip. And, of course, after that, it's the end of the season and the player reviews start. And I think next week will be quite interesting because, no doubt, a few decisions will be made. Yeah, it's a strange time, isn't it? And, and you know, the, the, the fact is, yeah, because have set far better sides to Geelong than this and got walloped. Yeah. So. It's, it's pretty hard, you know, it's just a, it's a real nightmare ground for the Eagles, hasn't it? And it has been for a long time, even even when they're near full strength. So, yeah, I suppose, you know, you you try and, you know, play play the younger players in some, um, you know, some important positions and uh, get them to learn something. Uh, yeah, the, the BNFs at the end of next week. Uh, so it's, it's not when you have your best and fairest in August, you, you know, it hasn't been a great season, don't you? So Is that, that right? It's time. next week. 
yeah, that wasn't part of the plan at the start of the year, and uh, at August, John Walsall medals. So, um, you know, that, that, that sums it up, I guess. But, yeah, no doubt, obviously, all the, um, you know, the normal meetings and that sort of a thing. I, I, and I, and, but, yeah, with the waffle season sort of being out of alignment now, I suppose, um, you know, some of the younger players, maybe they can benefit from um, going back. And it doesn't normally happen, but I wonder, you know, with them not having experienced much success or anything, if they could actually try and field a a decent sort of team in the waffle and, and maybe finish off with a couple of wins. So mm. I'm not so sure how their opponents would feel <laughs> if West Coast were able to, to, to sort of stack it, but there'd obviously be quite a few that would be qualified. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Fremantle because, uh, as we know, there's a bit more life in the Dockers. I'll play this week uh, away at Marnica Oval against the Giants, and then I've got a home final, whether it is. Uh, well, we, at this stage, we're looking at an elimination final. How do you see it playing out for Fremantle? Well, you say looking at elimination final, but, you know, I mean, uh, Carlton Collingwood's probably a 50-50 game. Uh, I would have thought in most people's eyes on uh, Sunday, and that, that's what it'll come down to. So, yeah, Freo have just got to get the job done. That's uh, that's all that matters. And, you know, then they just need Carlton to get up for them and, and it's top four. So, I, I think it's, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, it's, it's um, you know, a realistic sort of scenario, uh, that's for sure. But, yeah, I guess you've just got to try and forget Sunday and... Uh, as Justin Olmure has said, make sure you take care of Saturday. Mm. What do you do with Rory Lobb? Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I mean, Freo's issues are, are up forward as well. Uh, no Tabiner. I mean, Griffin Logue was very sore this morning as well, which has added to it. So he's, a, he's the last uh, sort of bloke you'd want to lose. They've got a, got a lot of issues. Uh, Josh Tracy is, is sick. He's got some virus that's lingered for a mm. while. So he'd, he'd be a natural sort of replacement. Uh, Amos is not ready. He's only had, you know, one game back for a few touches last week, you know, with his serious uh, internal injuries from earlier in the season. Tabana out, Logue sore, Lob sore. So it's, and, and, you know, you can't just sort of take this game lightly because obviously they've got to take care of their end of the bargain and win it. So, yeah, it's, I think, you know, Lob's going to have to play. I mean, um, uh, Justin Olmier was pretty um, bullish straight after the game the other night. You know, things can change, but that he expected... Uh, lob to play that's what he said so I, I still think there's every chance he didn't do a lot at training but I think it's probably the you know the kind of injury where you sort of know what you're dealing with and it's just a matter of sort of strapping it up and um, coping with the pain I don't think it's the type of thing where you, you you sort of need to put it through its paces too much during the week it just makes it worse it's just you, yeah. you know you recover and, and sort of protect yourself uh, you know, as best you can, and then you get out there and do it for the team. And I think they're going to have to, I think he's going to need to play because they have to win the game. Interesting. Uh, I was surprised he stayed on the ground as long as he did against the West Coast Eagles in the Derby last week. Uh, I would have certainly activated Bailey Banfield a bit earlier. What were your thoughts on the way they uh, looked after Lobb and handled Lobb last week? Well, I think he stayed out there because they wanted to be sure they were winning the game. I think he only came off when they, you know, when they were about four goals clear with not many, you know, too long left, and they decided it was in the bag. So that was when he came off. But you know, they wanted him out there to win the game. I mean, they, this came up in the, the press conference after the game. The, the, the bizarre situation we're in with this ridiculous medical sub rule that everyone sort of forgets. The rule actually says that your medical staff have to determine at the time that the player will miss the next twelve days at least. So which means they're meant to have decided Rory Lobb won't be playing this week. And then, of course, the coach walks into the press conference straight after and says, no, we expect you to play next week. Mm. So there's this ridiculous rule that everybody ignores. And, um, you know, Fremantle certainly aren't the, uh, aren't the first team to have uh, had a player play the next week. Everyone does it. it. It's as if it doesn't exist. So it's just ridiculous. And I think it's likely to be scrapped. Yeah. Um, 
after the season. But um, yeah, I mean, I, the, the fact is, even Lob with one arm, that they they thought was a better bet to at least try and give a contest, I suppose, because obviously Barast was, was running a muck and. Uh, you know, they just needed someone to try and compete. I'll tell you what was interesting, and I think it was reassuring last week with Sean Darcy's return to form. Had been down for about the last three or four weeks, but his return to form was certainly encouraging for Fremantle as they look at a uh, finals run because he's such an important player, isn't he? It gives them a new dimension, doesn't he? It's that, that marking around the ground was, was what was so important last year. He's, you know, he's been a great tap ruckman for a while, but last year when he started clunking, those contested grabs, you know, all around the ground, forward, back, on the wing, everywhere. That that just really, um, you know, made them look a lot more dangerous. So, yeah, I mean, Nick Natanui probably wasn't, uh, you know, um, in tip-top condition last week and obviously doesn't play as much uh, game time on the field either. But but still, clearly, that's the best Sean Darcy we've, uh, we've probably seen this year, I reckon. Yeah, no, he was out, outstanding. Don't worry about that. And just before I let you go, Tom Barris, who was outstanding. Many people think was he the best player on the ground last week in the Western Derby. You'd think he'd be an All-Australian fullback. Would you put him down? Yeah, I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to have him, I reckon. I mean, there's, there's this sort of thing where uh, people say, oh, too, the team's too low on the ladder and hasn't won enough games. But I feel like for a key defender, I mean, that's a... That's a that's a good thing, isn't it? You, I mean, no no one's had to deal with more inside fifties coming in than the West Coast defence. So, I mean, I would have thought it sort of you know adds to the merit of his of his claims rather than takes away from it. The fact you're playing in in West Coast defence rather than you know one of the teams up the up the top where you obviously get life a lot easier. Yeah, he's been sensational in the second half of the second half of the season. I guess it's it's probably coincided a bit with um, you know Jeremy McGovern going down. So he's he's really had to to step up and you know they're just two great players and they're so similar now aren't they just uh, be great for West Coast if they could get them uh, up and running together we know there'll be an overhaul of the West Coast Eagles list uh, for 2023 and that'll come in the next couple of weeks after r- uh, review meetings and, and what the football department does do but uh, Paul Hazelby of course writes a column weekly for the West Australian also part of the SENWA uh, program three to five on the run home with Damien Martin doesn't expect Griffin Logue to be at the Dockers next year in fact, I spoke to Griffin Logue at a function last Friday lunchtime just before the Derby, and he says, uh, and I threw him that question, and he says, well, just talk to my manager, Colin Young, who was in the audience as well. He can give you a bit of a spin on uh, where things are at. What are you hearing? Well, I mean, it's the, the, like, the fact is, we've, what are we, round 23, and he's, it is, you know, he's not signed. Clearly, there's just lots of far better offers that have come for him. Yeah, I'm a bit. I'd be a bit nervous about letting him go if I was Fremantle. I, I think he's underrated. It's been, you know, it's been such a, such a strange year, isn't it? With the, they can't fit him into the back line. He, I've seen some stats that his one-on-one, um, sort of, you know, win, winning contest rate is up there with with any defender in the AFL. Um, you know, they can't they can't squeeze him into the back line, and he does a, you know, half decent job you know, forward in the ruck or sort of whatever they ask him to do. It'd just be a real shame to lose him, I reckon. Top 10 draft pick, put all, put all this, you know, development into him. He probably wasn't the most natural footballer to begin with. He was, a you know, a rower and a basketballer and a great athlete. But he's going to be a pretty handy footballer going forward, I think. And yeah. Yeah, it'd be a real shame to, to lose him. But short answer, yeah, I think it's uh, going to be difficult, um, especially if you're obviously spending a lot of money to bring in Luke Jackson. Exactly. Uh, Braden, always love having a chat to you. Thanks for making your time available again. I really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the remainder of the week and what promises to be an exciting weekend of AFL action as the home and away season comes to an end. Thanks for your time this afternoon.
Cheers. Thanks, Pete. Good to chat. Good on you. 21 past five here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. It's all thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre where you get the right tool from the start. Back with more. We'll focus on a bit of other sport in the next segment before we speak to Craig Foster about uh, the World Games. So don't go away. Craig Foster will be very interesting. And also, as I mentioned, I believe that Gene Simmons from KISS has been invited by an AFL club to one of the games at the weekend. We'll tell you which one that is. 22 past five.